Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. It's day 87 of my 90 Day Money Challenge, and today's belief is I need more time. Time and money, I found, have always been linked, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that as we go through. But the situation here for me is that I'm coming up to a couple big changes in my business. And in these transitions, my first reaction to them was, ah, things are falling apart. And then, oh no, change is bad. And then I started, as I did the work on those and kind of moved through those pretty quickly, I started to come up with, oh, there's all of this new exciting stuff that's emerging and I have now all these new ideas to implement. And then the thought came up, oh no, I don't have enough time to do it all. So even if I make it through, it's all falling apart, change is bad, woe is me. Then with all the new stuff, there's more stressful thoughts to question. So what I have here today is I need more time. So let's find out what what is really true here. I need more time. Is it true? Well, when I first checked in, it was a pretty clear yes. Yep, I could use like twice as long days. If I had twice as long days, that would be great. I could, you know, have my first day just be about chilling and relaxing and enjoying things. And then I could have my second day be about work. And that would be wonderful. And yesterday... It was only until 5 p.m., or it was basically, it took me until 5 p.m. to actually stop and notice what time it was. So by the time it got to 5, I was like, how on earth did it get so late so fast, right? Because I was so busy and filling my time with all of this, the new things coming up in this new transition. So then I want to go in and take a look at question number two. Right, we're going in a level deeper to find out, well, yeah, all of that is there on the surface, and can I absolutely know that it's true, that I need more time? If I look even closer, I need more time. Is that true in this situation where there are some big changes coming up, there's a lot to do? Is it true that I need more time? Well, what I noticed is that one thing that often happens is I'll do work that never sees the light of day. And that work is often done in the midst of me being in a rabbit hole and kind of just going, 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 going. And then I'll, I'll kind of get obsessed with one thing, put a lot of time into it, and then that thing will never be used. And so that time is kind of wasted. And what that tells me is that it's not necessarily that I need more time because if I had more time, I would just fill it with more stuff. But that it could be that what's happening here or what I need more is about how I'm using my my time, uh, what I'm choosing to do, what I'm choosing not to do. That could be more 
true, more impactful than, than that I need more time. So no, it's, I can't absolutely know that it's true that I need more time. But let's go in and find out what happens when I believe that I need more time. And I have a fun kind of process here at the end. So the first thing that happens when I'm believing that I need more time, the first reaction that happens is I feel stressed, rushed, complainy. I feel victim-y, like, like the universe has taken all this time away from me and I need more of it. I feel scared. I feel anxious. I feel adrenaline. And then I believe that well, I, I, I'm never going to get it all done and I have to get it all done. And then I crash. So it's like the anxiety is like, ah, I need more time. I'm not going to get it all done. And then the, the deflation is I'm never going to get it all done. Deflated, defeated, overwhelmed. That's it kind of reaches this overwhelm point. And that kills me, right? Kills my energy. And then I get heavy. And when I look to the past at how this is familiar, I've seen that this fear, this belief is really related to money often. Because when money is on the line, it becomes a life or death situation. It becomes very serious. It becomes uh, very stressful. When money isn't on the line, whether I need more time or not is, seems less serious, but that money has had a lot to do with it. Um, but then I went even further back and I saw that it, it really started when I became an entrepreneur and all of a sudden my time was all mine. Nobody was telling me what to do. It was just me telling me what to do. And, and that's when money was on the line, when it was like, you know, I need to make a living. So I need to get cracking here. And that's when the stress and the, this internal motivation based on fear and not enough time and too much to do, all that whole story began. But then I went back and found out, well, actually, it actually began back in high school and college with never-ending homework and tasks and assignments and projects that there was never enough time to get it all done. And you know, it took me a while to figure out that that was by design, that there was just all of this coursework that was being assigned and all of it was just meant to kind of bathe us in the material. And perhaps there are some unhealthy things that school is doing, like just demanding an unreasonable amount of stuff on, on students. Um, but it brought up this kind of sidebar curiosity of mine because right now in my work, there is an endless list. I have a giant project backlog and projects always take longer. They always take twice as long as I think they're going to take. So this idea that I can get it all done seems like it's been in my head since the beginning of assignments, right? The beginning of when I was assigned things in school. And I actually remember way back in elementary school, having my first homework assignments and being really excited that I had something, I had like this puzzle to solve. You know, it was like some sort of basic math problem, you know, a series of those. Uh, and I wanted, I remember wanting more homework because it was so exciting to get to do, to get to, you know, play this, this challenging game that was, you know, making me think. 
right? And then it started to pick up so quickly and so fast that it was just totally overwhelming and totally numbing. So my question here is, well, what if I stopped expecting myself to get it all done? What if, what if that whole, what if the whole uh, need to get it all done was actually not a legitimate uh, response to the number of possible things I could do? Right? It's like, what if that whole school model was flawed in that, uh, what if they didn't require you to get it all done? but you got to choose what you got done and what you found the most important, right? And that makes a lot of sense to me right now when I'm overwhelmed with all the tasks to do, the excitement is in, hmm, what is the most important thing here? What's gonna bring me closer to my zone of genius? What's gonna bring me closer into my full expression? What's gonna bring me closer into contributing and supporting other people? That is why I do the work that I do. That's why I want to do work, period. And I bet if I was doing that, I would relax more. So that was kind of a curiosity that emerged out of seeing this whole system starting back from, you know, just after elementary school, right? Middle school, high school, college, moving right into the work world, and then moving for me right into entrepreneurship. So if we go back into all of this overwhelm of tasks, what I notice is the the response that it does, that numbing response of being totally overwhelmed takes me into distraction addictions like TV, online shopping, anything to get out of the work, right? And I feel like everybody knows about this, especially if you have a corporate job or if you've ever worked in a in a field where you're just overwhelmed with mind-numbing admin tasks and there's no sense of engagement or play or curiosity or ability to invent or communicate or create something of your own, then we just get overwhelmed, we burn out, and we crash. And then what comes out of that is all these different ways that we treat ourselves and other people. So when I'm believing that I need more time and that I'm feeling overwhelmed by all the tasks, I treat myself as endlessly lazy, right? If I go back to that middle school moment where I was so excited to do that homework assignment, am I actually lazy as a person? Am I lazy deep down? No, I'm thrilled to do work. I'm thrilled. Work is not stress. Actually, at the root of it, the work itself is not necessarily stressful. The stress comes in believing I have to get an overwhelming amount done in a time, in a set time frame that's just not possible. And then I make it about me instead of about the amount of work, right? That's what we're discovering here. How do I treat other people when I'm believing that it's more time that I need to get all the stuff done? Well, I, I see other people as being really productive because I don't see their task lists. I just see what they've been doing. And it looks like, well, they're doing a lot, so they must have figured it all out. And then how do I see time? Well, I see time as this squeezing curse that there's just not enough time and time has cursed me into uh, you know, not, not having enough of it and having too much to do. And also what I was curious about here is how do I see money How do I treat money when I'm believing that I need more time? Well, I'm treating money as the 
slimy factory manager that's kind of pushing everybody forward with a mean face, uh, kind of forcing everybody to keep cranking away for hours and hours and hours to make those pennies, right? Money in relation to not enough time is this kind of slave driver. So this is all the question number three, which is how do I react when I believe the thought? And what I wanted to do here is take a moment to go into something that Byron Katie uh, often explores, which is, is it real or is it imagination? And how do you know what's real and what's imagination? And an example that she's used is, I want you to follow along here, is I want you to close your eyes and picture a lemon, right? Picture a lemon, notice what color it is, notice the shape, notice the size, and then, still imagining, I want you to take that lemon and take a big bite out of it. And then notice what's happening inside your mouth as you take a big bite of this lemon. All right, and then you can open your eyes. For me, I noticed that my mouth started to water and I started to have some beginnings of taste sensations, almost like responding to the sourness of the lemon and the juiciness of biting into it. So what's real and what's imagination? Well, I had you imagine the lemon. Everything about the lemon is imagination and everything about your body's reaction to it is real. So what I want to do is take that, right? That's a classic example, but take that and actually go back through this number three and see well, what parts of this are real and what's imagination because there's some combination happening here, which is why it's worth questioning beliefs is because the belief is imagined, but the impacts are real on our lives. So if we question the belief, if we can see through and break through the imagination, then it disappears all of the reactions that are going on. All right, so let's go back through what I just shared. I'll go back quickly here. So the first thing I shared, when I believe that I need more time, what happens is I feel rushed, stressed, uh, scared, anxious, and adrenaline uh, coming, right? Are those real or imagination? Well, those are real. Those are things that I'm feeling. What's imagination there is, uh, I said, I feel complainy and a victim to the universe, Right? That's me imagining my position to the universe. And then that's me uh, thinking, oh, there are things to complain about. The actual complaining, though, is real. Right, Me verbalizing those things. Um, and me thinking, me consciously adding more thoughts is different from the subconscious thoughts that are coming. Uh, so that's the difference between reality and imagination. Right, the next thing that I went into is this thought, I'm never going to get it all done, and then feeling sad, crashing, deflating, feeling defeated and overwhelmed. Right, so what's real, what's imagined? Well, the belief that there's all of this work that I have to do and that I'm never going to get it done, that's me imagining the work and that I'm never going to get it done, and then feeling in reality sad, deflated, feeling literally heavy from imagination, okay? And then when I'm going back to the past, right? Seeing that money is connected to this and seeing that 
it got started when I was back in uh, starting to work for myself and even more back into high school and college. Well, that what I see in those moments is those are memories. Those are things that come up for me when I'm believing that I need more time is that this sort of feeling like, well, it's always been this way. I've never had enough time. That's a thought. That's imagination. And the impact is all of those things that I've already said, the rush, the stress, the crash, the deflation, the overwhelm, right? And I, I have more tasks to do. Is that real or is that imagined? I'm literally imagining it. The truth is that it's imagination. The lie is that it's real. What's real is the impact of it, right? What's real is when, I, when I'm believing that, that when I'm feeling overwhelmed, right, which would be like a physical dizziness and an adrenaline and a rushed feeling, when I'm feeling that and then I'm thinking, I'm imagining all the tasks I have to do, what is real that comes out of that is I go away, I turn away. That's the distraction, the addiction. I turn away, I get distracted, I start watching TV, that's real. I start doing online shopping, that's real. And that's all coming from the beliefs that are fueling the overwhelm, the stress, right? I'm seeing and then I'm feeling and then I'm doing and then the results of all that distraction is that I've taken all this time to not do the work that I needed to do. And then I feel stressed, like there's never enough time, right? Which is how the thought was created. So what Byron Katie says and what you can see as being really clear is it's think, feel, do, and then have. I have the results of what I've done. Those results came from my feelings and my thinking. And, those, and then I make new thoughts based on what I have, which is from what I've done. And it's this looping cycle. So what we're doing is we're breaking the chain at the thinking level. So let's take a look. Now let's go into question number four and really break that chain down. So if I was free of the belief... I need more time and free of the entire story, right? I need more time. Uh, there's too much to do. I'm never going to get it all done. All of that stuff. And I'm looking at this period where I have a couple big transitions in my business and I have all of these new ideas. If I was free of that whole story, there's too much to do. I don't have enough time. I need more time. Who would I be? Well, I first noticed that I would be relaxed and I would make decisions more slowly and that I can breathe and that now I'm waiting for the inner inspiration, the inner guidance. I'm listening. I feel the space to listen. I see that I'm okay in this moment. And I see that time is an illusion and what's real is this moment, right? Time is imagined because it's just me thinking about the future or thinking about the past. But this moment's real and I can breathe in this moment. 
I'm stable, I'm literally being supported by the earth, supported by the air, I'm doing okay, I'm okay temperature-wise, I'm safe, I'm comfortable, and all is okay. And then I feel this really big gratitude that I'm always being supported. All of the physical stuff that I have in my life is all, has all been given to me, perhaps by a past self or by somebody else. And that has all led me here right now. In this moment, I'm new and I've been given all of this stuff. I've been given wisdom. I've been given physical things. I have a perfect life right now. There's something really amazing about breaking the whole story down and seeing that in each moment, I have so much, I have so much, I have so much. And it's like going back to that elementary school moment when I had my first homework assignment and seeing, wow, I have something to do that's challenging me, that is like making me think and it's fun and it's a, a puzzle, it's a game. It's amazing that somebody would give me a homework assignment and I'm giving that to myself. I'm, I've invented a business and I've managed to get clients to come pay me money supporting me for me to do work that I want to do, that I enjoy doing, that supports them, that feels good to me to support them, that's then helping them work with their clients the whole thing is this magical, wonderful invention. And just like being in elementary school, it was all made up. Like somebody, the school system, right, decided that, okay, we're going to give you this homework assignment. And then I accepted it. That's the same thing that's happening now. And it's totally amazing. It's totally, I don't know, blissful. Yeah. And I get to choose what I do in each moment. That's really clear. I get to choose that. I'm not being forced. I may have the belief that I'm being forced. That's imagination. I may have feelings based on that belief that become real. And then I may go into all sorts of cycles that take, where I take action and then I have the results and then I create new thoughts and all that. But in reality, I'm choosing everything I'm doing. All right, let's go into the turnarounds and see what happens in more of this space of being free of the belief. So I need more time turns around into I don't need more time. So how might it be as true or more true that I don't need more time? Well, when I'm looking at this situation, I see that all I need is just to do one task at a time. And actually, when I look back at yesterday, that's what I was doing. And even though my day went by really, very quickly, I still felt pretty calm because I was able to do one task, one task, one task, one task, and just focus on one thing at a time. And that got me through. It wasn't like I need to get all of this done. It was, I'd like to get one thing done. And then when that was done, okay, I'd like to get another thing done. So I just need to get one task done at a time. I don't need more time. Another example here is that it's not really time that I need. It's presence, it's attention, it's the freedom 
from believing that I need more time, which is stress, which is confining my time, which is addiction to distraction, which is me not doing the work, which is me creating more work for myself. All of that stuff is what I need to be free of, not more time with the same story. And then finally, I don't need more time. Well, the limits of time actually help me find the pearls, right? It helps me distill things into the most important aspects. If I had unlimited time, right? If nobody was ever going to die and we all had unlimited time, we wouldn't necessarily need to get to the point of anything. There, we would just, I don't actually know what would happen, but, uh, but I can imagine for myself that it wouldn't, it, there would be no importance to actually getting to the point because we have infinite time. We just keep going forever. Why would we even do, do things? Because there'd be nothing to get done because time is infinite. The limits of time actually help clarify. It helps create things. It helps push forward things. So actually, I don't need more time. It's even possible that I need less time, right? There may be uh, times where I'm spinning and I need less of those times or times when uh, I'm going down rabbit holes and I need less of those times. All right, let's go into a different turnaround, which is I need more me instead of I need more time. So how might this be true? Well, what we know about time is that time is an imagination of the future or the past, right? And then it's an imagination that all humans have agreed upon, or most humans <laughs> have agreed upon. I don't know that I could speak for everybody. And presence is the real thing, whereas time is an imagination. Presence and action, tangible, in-the-moment experience is what's real, and presence is me checking in and making more wise decisions, moving a little slower and moving. It's like instead of working harder, working smarter, right? We've questioned this before, right? That is I need more me rather than I need more time because I need, when, I'm, when I show up, when I'm more present, I'm more strategic, I'm smarter, then this endless task list will get done in, a, in an efficient way. And I need more me. Another example of how this is more true than I need more time is that I need more listening to inner me. I need more listening to my inner inspiration, my inner direction. And I also need more of what I do, which is reach out to other advisors, right? That's an important thing for me to come back into me to see, hmm, okay, am I wasting my time here? Is this really important? You know, uh, so I both check in with my inner self and I support me by checking in with other people. I need more me is more true than I need more time. And then finally, when I distract myself, I need less of those times and I need more of me. So it's not more time that I need when I'm distracting myself because then I would just keep distracting myself for more and more time. I need me to show up and me to say, okay, I'm distracting myself from something. What is that thing? Oh, I'm overwhelmed. I need to deal with that. 
get clear on that, realize that, oh, I can't do all of these things. I need to pick one. And I want to pick the one that's going to energize me, that's the most impactful on me and other people. And then I can move forward. I need more me. And then finally, I need more time turns around into time needs more me. So how might this be true? Well, the first thing that came up is that time is made up by me. So without me, there is no time. Without me thinking about the future and the past, there is no such thing as time. There is just this moment and this moment and this moment and this moment. As four-dimensional beings, right, three-dimensional beings moving through time, that's all we got is this moment, this moment, this moment, this moment, right? We're really just three-dimensional beings, and the fourth dimension is an imagination. Perhaps there's some other being or creature that lives outside of time or that can experience time happening all at once or something like that. But that's not us. That's not me, right? For for time to exist, my thinking has to exist. So time needs me, right? Another example here is that in order for me to show up here, Time needs me free of the belief that I need more of it. So when I'm, because when I'm free of the belief that I need more time, then I'm actually here in the real moment. So real time needs me to show up, not my thinking self to show up, right? Which is imagination, which is the illusion of time and all of that. Right, finally, time needs more me. Well, if I had all the time in the world, I would fill it with more stuff. So time needs me to be clear about what I'm doing. Right? More time is not necessarily helpful, but time needs me to get clear about what am I doing now? What am I doing now? When I'm not clear, then I'm spinning, then I'm in imagination. And then I'm just going through the sort of automatic cycle of think, feel, do, have. All right, so this was a little bit of a a twist on the work and hopefully was enjoyable and uh, brought up some new stuff for you, right? This one is a universal one. I need more time. Everybody gets stuck in feeling like they need more time. And I feel like that's then cycled back into the creation of our school system and so on is this endless pressure that creates more more stress on a very large scale. So you going in and questioning this and passing down the wisdom is really, really impactful. Really, really impactful. So please keep doing the work and please comment, uh, you know, like, write a review, send me a message. I love hearing from you and I really want to keep the game going, keep the engagement going. All right, I'll see you tomorrow for the last few days that we have coming up. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey, 
with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created, where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business, from virtual assistance to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.